Well, looking like this was the blowout slate, eh? Um, the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis winning by like, well, they were up by like 40. Then the, I saw the Heat bench like made a run. I was like, are the Heat going to cover in garbage time? They didn't. Kind of a wild slate. Um, welcome, guys. My name is DK. We're even talking about the three-game Thursday slate. Hey, we got the Brooklyn Nets in the slate, so there's always no blowout risk because send them to the G League. I'm tired of the Nets, but um, yeah, like I said, we've talked about the three-game DFS slate. Uh, we got 100K up top to first in this contest. Um, I do cover content for prize picks as well. Um, prize picks are the sponsor of the video. If you guys are not familiar, it is a player prop site. You build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and up to 25 bucks for money. I also have content for it daily and provide that on Patreon as well. So if you're interested, um, you can always check out, uh, again, link down below. But first time user, you can use the code DKDFS. Again, 100% match up to $100. Take advantage of that free money. And like I said, premium content for DFS and for prize picks is linked down below. As far as the recap goes, so for prize picks, uh, went 2-1 and one in the early games. Gabe Vincent hit at halftime. Uh, we hit Dylan Brooks over fouls at almost halftime as well. Um, the massive blowout caused me to not hit Jimmy assists. Nothing you can do about that. That was random blowout. And then I have three going in the late game right now. I had Cat over eight rebounds. He got random massive foul trouble. Barely played in the first half and still has seven rebounds. So imagine if he didn't get in random foul trouble, he would have already hit I have Conley over his fantasy score and Jokic over his fantasy score. Right now, it's about a 15-point game, so I'm really hoping Minnesota can keep it competitive. If they do, um, I should hit at least uh, one. Well, Cat should definitely go over, and maybe I can hit one of Conley or Jokic as well, or both. Or maybe we go five and once. We'll see. We'll see. I need that game to stay competitive, though. Um, and as far as DFS goes, um, I avoided a lot of the buffs. So a couple of my strong takes were in, in tournaments today where I, I wanted absolutely none of Chalk Kevin Love, and I wanted absolutely none of Chalk Javon Carter once we got that ownership. Those guys were massive busts at high ownerships. So that was huge. Slow-mo, on the other hand, was a guy that I did like in tournaments. He is not doing much, so that is a little bit annoying. But, um, yeah, Tyus Jones, Gabe Vincent were solid. Um, Portis absolutely smashed as well as Drew Holiday. Again, bam, massive blowout, barely played the second half. And then I have Anthony Edwards and Torian Prince. So I have Ant at low ownership, Torian Prince at low ownership, slow-mo low ownership. Three guys left. I feel like if this game stays competitive, I will cash in tournaments, but I definitely need to stay competitive. If it turns into a blowout, then I'm probably not going to cash. So uh, my fate lies in the hands of Minnesota tonight with prize picks and of TFS. If they can keep it competitive, I'm going to have a good night. If they get blown out, not so much. So fingers crossed they can, they can bring it back and keep the game competitive at least. Um, but all right, so that's it for the intro, guys. Hope you guys had a good night. And yeah, let's get into the breakdown. So... Philadelphia Brooklyn's the first game here. On the Philadelphia side, you got Embiid and Harden at the top. Uh, if the game is competitive, I think one of these guys will have a pretty good game. Now, as it has been for most of the playoffs, so there's really not a lot of value, so it is a little bit tough to get to the spend-ups, but sub-9K for Harden, I think, makes it a little bit easier to get to him. He had a really bad game last game, but gave one went for 50 fancy points. Where Embiid, like, I like his ceiling more, but it's a little bit tougher to um, get him into your lineup, unless you feel really good about some of the value. Um, mid-range guys, Maxi and Harris, I think are reasonable options. You saw a lot of minutes from Maxi last game, 40 minutes. Um, I think he's fine. I think Tobias Harris is solid. Sub 6K, played 33 minutes, does have the nice eligibility. Um, you know, outlier performances, I will say, game one and game two. I don't think he's going to continue to shoot like 75% from the field. But the price point makes them where like the mid-range is where you're going to live most of the time. So guys like Maxi and Harris, I think we'll get some ownership. Melton at 4-1. I think on average, we're probably going to see around 20 minutes from him, which makes him playable. Does have the nice eligibility shooting guard small forward. And then uh, I don't think I can stomach playing P.J. Tucker, but he'll be in the rotation. 
Um, McDaniels is questionable. He's actually been seeing rotation minutes. Um, if he plays, he's similar to Tucker. Paul Reed will play the backup five. He'll play whatever Embiid does not play, and he's a good point per minute guy. So he's like a playable dart throw. Maybe if something happens to Embiid or the game blows out, he could get extended. And then Yang should round out the rotation. Um, only played 13 minutes last game. So really, again, just a dart throw there. For Brooklyn, well, they ran an extremely tight rotation um, last game. So if this game can stay competitive, and oh, I don't know, the Nets can score more than 80 points, uh, then there's going to be some really good plays here. Like, it's, I know that the Nets have been burning me recently, but like, it's really hard to get away from these guys at these price points. You can't expect them to score 80 points again. You just can't expect that to happen. And if they run that same rotation as last game, I think you're going to see at least a couple of these guys in the winning lineup. So, Bridges and Dinwiddie, they have the highest ceiling. Both played 40 plus minutes. Um, 7 6 for Bridges, 7 1 for Dinwiddie. Once again, I think Dinwiddie will get a little bit more ownership. We talked about that in my Patreon stream last last uh, time, how I thought Dinwiddie is slightly more the optimal play, but I liked Bridges as a pivot because he came in half the ownership, and Bridges uh, blew him out of the water at half the ownership. So I will say it's kind of the same thing. I think Dinwiddie will be a bit more popular. I think Bridges is your GPP pivot. And we saw a huge mitts for Cam Johnson, who really got the big benefit of Brooklyn going small. Um, no day run sharper in the rotation last game. He was like 20%, which I thought was a little bit high. Like, I did like sharp last game, um, but that 20% ownership was too high on him. You saw 41 minutes from Cam Johnson. Now, I don't think we're going to expect that type of performance again from him, but he is sub 6K. And then Claxton, so like, I'm a little bit torn here. Played 30 minutes game one, only 21 minutes game two. I mean, he's... 5.7K, if he gets 30 minutes, I like him quite a bit. But it did only play 21 minutes last game, so that is makes him a bit risky. Um, Royce O'Neal, I think it's a pretty safe value play. Um, he's a guy that, when they were going small ball, it was like him and Dorian Finney-Smith at the five. So, I mean, he shot two of 11 last game, which was so incredibly tilting. So I had his over points and assists at 10.5. He finished with nine in 36 minutes and shot two of 11. So... Um, yeah, I like Royce O'Neal a good amount here for value. And I have Anderson Dorian Finney-Smith as well, 4K. Played 27 minutes. So if they run that same rotation, they go small. It's these two 3 and D wings that really benefit the most, I would say. And then Cam Johnson as well. Um, Seth Curry and Joe Harris rounded out their rotation. Um, Curry played 20 minutes. Again, he's a shooter. He's playable in tournaments. And Joe Harris, 3-3, um, played 13 minutes as well. I think I would lean Curry over Joe Harris if I was going to pick one of those complete dart throws. And that was it. That was the eight-man rotation, right? Starters plus Royce O'Neal played a ton off the bench, uh, Curry and Harris. Dayron Sharp did not play. Now, if you think he does play, sure, you can take a shot in him at low ownership, but um, it's definitely uh, a risk. All right, let's talk about Sacramento and Golden State. So Sacramento up 2-0, now no Draymond too. I mean, this is projected to be the highest-scoring game on the slate, as it should be. Um, Fox at 9-1, Sabonis at 9-K. So Fox actually more expensive than Sabonis, but I think it actually makes sense um, this game in general, like Golden State's done a decent job defending uh, Sabonis, and um, Fox tends to take over a bit more uh, in the clutch situation. So um, I get why he's a little bit more expensive. I still like Sabonis in tournaments. Um, played 40 minutes last game. So the top two guys I think are firmly in play, 9-1 and 9-K. Malik Monk at 5-6. Well, if you're confident he's going to play around 30 minutes, then I think he is a bit underpriced. Now, we have seen the story in the past, though, where like, if he struggles, they will limit him. So there's always kind of like, there's no guarantee in these minutes for a lot of these Kings. Um, you know, it's Ben Keegan Murray that's gotten benched last couple of games, 16 minutes back-to-back games. That doesn't have to be the case every time. No, it has been the first two games, but 
you could see if Keegan Murray plays well. I think it's possible he plays 25 to 30 minutes. You see less minutes for some of these other guys. Uh, but if you're confident Monk plays 30 minutes again, then I like him quite a bit. And same with Kevin Herter. Didn't shoot didn't the best shooting game first couple games, but um, 31 and 30 minutes back-to-back games. Does have the nice eligibility, so um, I think he looks solid. Harrison Barnes is probably your safest bet. Like, I'm the most confident in his minutes as a vet that he will close. Like, I'm, I'm positive Fox and Sabonis will close, and I'm pretty sure Harrison Barnes will close. The other two spots are kind of up in the air. You know, it could be Herter, it could be Monk, it could be Davion Mitchell, maybe Keegan Murray if he plays really well. Um, but I think those three I'm pretty confident will be in the closing lineup, Fox, Sabonis, and Barnes. So I think Barnes is safe for that reason. Lyle's a 5-2. I just can't pay the price point for him. I have no idea why he's more expensive than Harrison Barnes. There's just no way I'm doing that. Why is Alex Len 5K? I, I, I don't understand the price points there with those two guys. So I, I would have none if I was building 150 lineups. And then Davion Mitchell, 4-2, I think is really interesting. He's played decent. He's a decent defender, too, and he's someone that can like they can throw on Steph. Um, so I think he's playable here. And he closed last game. He played 28 minutes. So I do have some interest in Davion Mitchell. That's it for the Kings. Moving on to Golden State. So I think these questionable players are all going to play. I'm not super worried about it. But Draymond's suspended. So... Here's what I think is going to happen in the starting lineup. I think DiVincenzo will start. So I think they'll go Steph, Clay, uh, DiVincenzo, Wiggins, and Looney. And then you're going to see Peyton off the bench. You're going to see Kaminga off the bench. Um, and I think you see some Moses Moody off the bench. That's what I think the rotation will be. Top end, Steph Curry, 9-7 in a game they absolutely need to win. Played 41 minutes last game. Um, I like his ceiling a good amount. We know Steph does have a little bit of a lower floor, some of the other spend-ups. But if you give him 40-plus minutes again, which I think he will play unless the game blows out, then I'm, I'm pretty high on Steph. The mid-range guys are probably my favorite plays, though, in Golden State. Must-win game. No Draymond. I think Clay and Wiggins play, like, close to 40 minutes each. I absolutely love both. Clay at 7-2. Wiggins at 6-3. Wiggins played 39 minutes last game. They just don't have any other options now. Wiggins, one of their best defenders. I really, really like those two in the mid-range. Um, Poole, right now, more of a tournament-only play. Has struggled through the first couple games and dealing with a bit of an injury. Um, but he's not completely out of play. I think just more of a contrarian option. Kavon Looney, 5-5. Well, now with no Draymond, I think you probably see 30-plus minutes from Looney, who will be the primary defender on Sabonis. So I like Looney quite a bit, as long as he can stay out of foul trouble. Back-to-back games, though, of five fouls. So there is some foul risk there with Looney. Um, Gary Payton, I think, is a good value, too. He closed last game, played 27 minutes. Um, I think with a nice eligibility, too, I like him. I like DiVincenzo. I think he starts and probably plays at least 20 minutes. Um, and then Kaminga should get the backup five runs. So whatever Looney does not play, I'm assuming you're going to get Kaminga. Now, you never know. Steve Kerr, you just never know. Could he troll and go like Anthony Lamb? Yes. Could he troll and go like Jermichael Green? It's possible. So it would be really interesting to see what Kaminga's ownership is. I have a feeling he's going to be pretty popular. Um, I don't think he's going to start. But there would be like, I would, like, I would not be shocked if... Like, let's just say Looney plays, I don't know, 30, 32 minutes. And then everyone just expects Kaminga to get the rest of the run. I wouldn't be shocked if they go to, like, some lamb or or some green. So there is some risk there. But if you're confident Kaminga gets, like, a lot of the backup five run or sees 20-plus minutes, then he's a really good value because he's a good point-per-minute guy. And I do think you see a little bit of Moses Moody. He played well when given the minutes out there, so I think he plays a little bit at 3.8. And then, like I said, would I be shocked if you saw some Anthony Lamb minutes with Jermichael Green, no. I mean, I think Jermichael Green played like 30 seconds last game. So it's possible. It is possible. And finally, Phoenix and the Clippers. So 
Here's the positive about the Phoenix Suns, man. They are running an extremely tight rotation right now. So I have like high confidence in these main guys. Durant, Booker, I expect low 40s minutes from both. 45 and 44 minutes through two games for Durant. And Devin Booker, 43 and 45 minutes. 9-6 for, for KD, 8-8 for Booker. If you think the Clippers play that same defense on KD as they did in the second half where they just double him, then you want to fire up Devin Booker and everything. If you think they play a little bit more straight up, then it's really close with KD and Booker for me. I like both quite a bit because of the amount of minutes they're playing. And I think Chris Paul is very safe too. 39 and 38 minutes. Um, just a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. I think he's a really safe play. I think Aiton's pretty safe at 6-4. Should see low 30s minutes. Um, you know, dealt, dealt a little bit of foul trouble too. Could have played a little bit more last game. And then Torrey Craig, a um, little bit tilted last game. He was overowned, in my opinion, continued to shot, uh, or shot well again. Um, I think he'll be overowned again. Um, so if he's going to be like 40, 50%, I'll probably fade. I don't think he's going to continue to shoot 75% from the field. So I like Torrey Craig for value. But in tournaments, I have a feeling he's going to go overowned. Um, campaign, if he plays, might get some backup point guard run. Um, not even guaranteed, though. If he doesn't play, you probably just get some run for Shamit and Okoji. Okoji, 7 and 15 minutes off the bench. Uh, Landry Shamet, 24 and 14 minutes. Don't have much interest there. Warren barely played last game. Played two minutes. I don't even think Terrence Ross played last game. Um, no. And then, like, the, I don't have any faith in these backup bigs, Landell or Biombo. Um, so, yeah, like, you did see some Biombo last game. It could go to Land. Like, I just, if you want to take a shot on Biombo and hope he gets all the backup five run, then, then so be it. But, uh, I just don't have a ton of faith right now in that uh, bench rotation. And finally, the Clippers. So still no Paul George. Um, Kawhi, 9-5, Westbrook, 8-K. I think both look pretty good. Kawhi's going to play around 40 minutes, 42 and 39 minutes through the first couple games. Um, and he's their clear go-to guy. He's doing everything for the team. So I like Kawhi, and I like Westbrook. Um, I mean, Delson Fowler from last game still played 36 minutes. They're going to go to him no matter what. Um, so he's well north of the fantasy point per minute guy. I like both the main guys for the Clippers a good amount. Now, I was a little bit worried going into the series that the Clippers could run some small ball with like, you know, less minutes for Zubach, less minutes for Plumlee. And they did. They did go small ball for a bit in that game, um, which did hurt the bigs. Now, Zubach is 5-3. If you told me he for sure played 30 minutes again, then I like him. Um, but I think there is like, if the Clippers fall behind, I don't know, like they can go small. Maybe they dust off Covington. Maybe they dust off Morris. So, like, there is, because they did that a bit last game. So, that, that does worry me a bit with the minutes for, for Zubac and Plumlee. They didn't get the full 48 combined. Um, if you told me for sure they put the full 48 combined, then I would be really high on both Plumlee and Zubac. But I'm not convinced they'll do that. Norman Powell at sub-5K, though, does stand out to me as a pretty good value play. Has not really shot the best last couple games. Didn't close game one. I'm pretty sure he will be in the closing lineup as long as he doesn't play awful. Has a nice eligibility. I think he plays high 20s, maybe even low 30s minutes. Dealt with some foul trouble in the first half last game. So I do like Powell. I think Gordon's a relatively similar play, maybe a little bit of a lower floor than Powell. Um, 32 minutes back-to-back -back games. I think he's a solid value. Morris has been DNP first couple games. Terrence Mann will be in the rotation, uh, 24 and 26 minutes. He's a fine punt play. You might see a little bit of Bones Highland, but not enough for me to get to him. Then I said, as I said with Biggs, if you think for sure they play the full 48, then I think both Zubach and Plumlee are underpriced. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up the video. Um, really appreciate you guys watching uh, the content as always. Hope you guys have a great night, and we'll see you all in the next one.